Yeah, I am not like tech savvy at all, like at all. So my computer, for some reason, logged me out of my email. So I had to just go to like zoom.com and type everything in because I can't like, it doesn't even want to accept my password. I'm like, I don't have time for this. And (laughs) so it's great. No, for sure. Yeah, I'm not very tech savvy either. That's why I do the I do the messaging. He does the talking and computers, and nice. it works. <laughs> we got it down. Are we live? I I don't know. Uh, refresh. I don't I don't even have I don't even have the stream up on my end, so I don't even know. Where's my phone? I mean, I could pull it up. I was just gonna wait till somebody said something. Hold on, uh, let me refresh right? it. <laughs> somebody said, "Yeah, you're live." Yay! Oh no, that was me. I'm not 100 percent sure we're live. Oh, <laughs> Boo! <okay>. <laughs> I mean, I clicked start streaming. Yeah, no, I think I think we're good. Oh wait, we're good. We're good. All right, good. We're good. We're good enough. Are you playing? You're not playing the. No. Because no. you got the. No, I know. I know. The... No, I know. I'm gonna go right over. I'm gonna go right oh, over. Oh, Katie's. Katie in the chat says we are live. We are live, but look, I got to hit something else. Talk to Katie in the chat. <laughs> hi, Katie. I don't know what you're saying because I can't see anything, but hi. How are you? Excellent. Spectacular. <sighs> there we go. All right, now now we're good to go, Christy. Vanessa, are you ready? Take two. <laughs> Take, we'll edit this in post. That's right. <laughs> where where are my notes? There they are. Oh yeah, that's great. I can read all them. Welcome to the show, Christy. How you doing? I am doing good. Nope. Oh, we just lost. Oh, her. we lost her audio. I think she hit the mute button while she was talking. For those that missed it, she said uh, she is extremely excited to be here. I don't. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> if you guys play Among Us, you totally know <laughs> yes. that like my Wi-Fi is a sus. It is terrible. It definitely, um, it definitely like cuts in and out at the worst time. So yeah, it's horrible. So I just want to let you guys know that. Be forewarned, Be forewarned. the imposter is my Wi-Fi. Uh, I'm doing good. I've had a very interesting past six months, but I am doing really, really good. I'm healthy. I'm alive. Um. I have bookings. Yeah, I, there you go. I'm here. Yeah. Um, you are healthy, and I do. I I try to stay away from talking about injuries a lot of the time for wrestlers because I know sometimes they don't want to talk about it. But your, I don't want to really talk about your injury. I want to talk about your recovery because it's like astonishing. You are a Netflix TV show waiting to happen. You're you're bionic. You're superhuman. I was listening to a, a podcast recently, and why don't you tell us exactly uh, the injury you had, uh, 
and I say, I do quotes because you were told one thing and then not another, and then how uh, how that how you're bionic, I guess. Okay, so um, a few years ago, I was like at the top of my game. I was phenomenal. Like I was so good. I don't even think I've gone back to that yet. But like I was doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, and I broke my tibial plateau because a ring was missing a board. So when I jumped in, my left foot went into the ring and then my right foot snapped sideways. However, um, it was, I got an x-ray done and they said there was nothing broken in this x-ray. This was in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, there was nothing broken. And so I was like, oh, great. You know, I probably just have a sprain or something. No problem. So I went about my life, went back to death lifting about 300 pounds, like totally normal. I did stem cell, you know, to try to help it, which I will tell you, it's the most painful thing ever to do, um, especially in America, because they take your own stem cell mm-hmm. from your hip. They can't numb your hip, your bone but they can numb your body so you don't move. Mm. So it's very painful. It's like, yeah, I <laughs> I definitely know what it's like now to be like a quadriplegic and be able to feel but not move. Like, it's crazy. Um, but anyways, that being said, um, I finally, three months after, right, like a week before my birthday, I found out that my kneecap was shattered, my uh, um, tibial plateau was sliced in half. My meniscal pad was torn clean off, wrapped around my kneecap. But yet I was still working out, training, doing everything I did when I was at 100%. Right. The only thing was I couldn't jump. So then um, I went in, I got my knee replaced completely. It's not like a total knee replacement, but um, I did like experimental surgery. They use cadaver bones. So instead of putting like screws and stuff in, they actually, or a metal band Mm -hmm. to hold my tibial plateau together, they just use cadaver shaved cadaver bone to wrap around it. And they're like, if it doesn't take, you're screwed. You have to have the surgery all over again. I'm like, hopefully it takes, because if it takes, my knee will be better than ever. So um, I like to tell people that um, if walking dead ever really does happen, <laughs> yeah. I will never be attacked yeah, right. because I have zombies. <laughs> they won't be able to, to recognize you, yeah. They won't. They won't be able to because I'll smell like a zombie. So anyways, um, they also told me that from this injury, they have never seen somebody come back to any type of whether it's football, basketball, in-ring, anything like that sooner, then they're like, you're looking at maybe another 12 months, maybe 18 months, like super long time. And of course I was distraught. I was bawling, crying, just like, I, everyone was telling me, you know, you're getting older anyways, you should just like quit. Why don't you try running the school? Why don't you do this? And the more I thought about it, like, my family was probably the biggest people that were telling me I should just quit, right? Um, except wow. for my mom. She was the only one. 
but everyone else was like, yeah, you should quit, you should quit, you should quit. And I was like, oh, they're like, you've come so far. Now you get hurt. They're like, who's going to pay for this? Because everyone knows yep. wrestlers don't have insurance and nope. we don't get paid diddly squat. Like we get paid nothing. So I told my mom that I didn't want to quit. I was determined to get back to the ring. And she said, well, you know, you're looking at, let's be realistic, like 12 months is going to be a good thing. And I was already out for three months. And so I was like, okay, okay. I'm all, but mom, my insurance is only going to pay for six weeks of rehab. And I know in order for me to get back to what I need, I need to go to rehab five times a week until whatever and then go three times a week and then go twice a week and she was like fine i'll pay for you to do that so i was very fortunate i took my test to be cleared okay. uh, back to sports training test i took it at eight months against my doctor's wishes he said there's no way i told him take an x-ray do mri cts whatever you have to do i i can do it i know i can pass this test and he was like super against it, but he said, fine, I'm going to let you do it, but I don't want you to get down on yourself when you don't pass. And I said, okay, no problem. So um, I, you have to do leg press okay. and I pressed 300 pounds, no problem, rested, did sprints, box jumped. I actually did higher box jumps than I can do now. Single leg squats, 10 on each leg, like I passed with flying colors and the doctor goes, well, <laughs> well, I have never, he's like, he's, he's the surgeon for the Houston Texans. Oh. And he goes, I have never had somebody be so determined to get back to what they want to do. Yeah. Like you, most people just take the compensation yeah. plan and they're like, Oh, I get to sit at home, drink party with my buddies. Yeah. They're like, but you actually love what you do. I'm like, I love it. I love what I do. I want to be here. Like, this is what I want to do. So he cleared me and it was super exciting for him to clear me because while I was in recovery, I got an email that I missed. It went into my junk mail oh. to do um, my tryout for WWE. Right. Yep. And um, then I get, so I didn't see it, but then I get a phone call and they're like, Hey, we were just wondering, do you not want to try out? And I'm like, who is this? Like, what are you talking about? Wait, shut the right? fuck up. Click. Yeah. I was like, hold on. Am I being punked? Where's the cameras? Like what's going on? Right. And it was like, it was legitimately them. They're like, no, it's Paul fair. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, um, so then he's talent relations. So then I. There's a, there's a Wi-Fi. It'll come back. It, it'll come back. There it is. I can yeah, hear you. There. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. What we I, can do is. Sorry, we, I we talked. Wi-Fi strikes again. <laughs> we can. Yeah. <laughs> imposter we can edit some words in there for you <laughs> you were so into it what were you saying so uh at this time when this happened i was still in a cast okay i wasn't walking but 
I'm talking to Paul Fair on the phone and I'm all, yes, I'll be there next week. No problem. I'm going to do this tryout in my cast. Right. right. And I hang up the phone and my mom goes, um, so excited for you. Yeah, mom, I got to go. I'm going to be a WWE man. I'm going to, this is my chance. It's my tryout. And she's like, great. She goes, um, do they let people wrestle in a cast? <laughs> and I like look down, like I was just yeah. so excited that it didn't even hit me. And I just start crying and bawling and bawling. And she's like, I had to call him back. And I'm like crying on the phone to Paul there. I'm like, hi, this is Christy. And he's like, you were so happy when I talked to you a bit ago. I'm like, I know, but I got to tell you, I like hurt myself and I'm in a cast. I still want to come out though. And he's like, no, no, no. You'll get another tryout. Um, they were telling me we have another tryout. It's happening in, oh my gosh. They're like, you're coming out. And I was like, okay, whatever. And so then I hang up the phone. I was super pissed, but then I got even more determined right. to like finish. And I knew I had a deadline. Like I had to be cleared in February for me to be at my tryout. Like I knew, like if I wasn't cleared in February, I wouldn't be able to be at that tryout. Like I knew they weren't going to let me go. So then February comes around and I do my test and I pass and I'm like holding my paper and I'm like, here, sign it off, sign off the WWE paper. I'm like, yeah, 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 sign it off. And so then they signed it off and um, I had to send all of my paperwork into them, everything about my knee surgeries, everything. Yeah. And yeah. sorry, I dropped something. That's all right. So then they were like, they're all, wow, okay, yeah, let's bring her in. Let's get her in here. So then, yeah, I did my tryout. Um, it was a gr like, I got really, really good feedback from everyone there. But it was a little weird because, you know, being an indie wrestler, you are trained in, like, very old school ways. So you're always, like, you pay your dues you have to be a wrestler like you know you gotta like work the indies like it's all about that but and you hear about these people getting hired at like wwe that are like you know judo stars yeah. olympian athletes and like bodybuilders and movie stars and actresses and all of this and you tend to forget wrestling is entertainment you know, uh, especially being on the indies so much, you forget yeah. that that is the basis of it. It is entertainment. So it was a little discouraging because a lot of people there were like kids of actors or they were runway models or they were Olympian athletes or, you know, it was, I think it was me and maybe like three or four other people that were wrestlers and everyone else was like non-wrestlers. Right. So... But it was cool. It's a great experience. I got really good feedback from everyone. Um, it was super exciting. And then um, I got a lot of different opportunities after that. Um, I got back into the whole circuit of wrestling, you know, how you go out, wrestle almost every weekend or every other weekend or wherever you can get a booking and stuff. Um, so it was a whole lot of fun, but yeah, um, my injury definitely pushed me to realize, like, I think when you get injured, you take a step back and you go, 
is this really what I want to do? Like, right. is this worth it for me? And like the answer for me was yes, it was worth it. Yeah. So now between um, you, you got the email for the tryout and, and, you know, and then they called and you, you said you would do it now between that. And when you actually went to the tryout, didn't, did AEW contact you too? No, they when, didn't contact when me. When did they contact you? So the AEW thing was an inter- it was very interesting. It was um they contacted me in February, a week before they were coming to Austin, Texas. Okay. Um to the HEB event center. It's in Cedar Park. Um so they contacted me the, in 2020, actually. Uh, so like after my tryout and stuff. Um, but it was interesting. So when they contacted me, I was just like, oh, okay, it's going to be extra work like I do for WWE, right? right? I'm going to go there. I'm going to sit around in catering. Get paid $200, sit around, <laughs> right? right? It's great. I get to mingle with people, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so... I show up there and I'm just excited to be there. And they, well, the night before they sent me, uh, Leva Bates sent me a message saying, Hey, you need to be at the girls training in the morning at this time. And I was like, Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. And they are so strict on like lockdown, like WWE, you just roll up and they're like, Oh, they're an extra. Like somehow they have your picture and they know who you are. Like, I don't know if that's real that they have your picture, but somebody that's what it must feels like. They just, they just let you walk in and they don't even ask. But like at AEW, the guy wouldn't let me in. He was like, who are you? And I was like, oh, my name's Christy James. I'm here. Uh, Leva Bates sent me a message. And they're like, great. Well, you can't come in. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, uh-huh. You know, and I'm all, no, literally, like, I'm pulling up my emails and stuff. And then he finally let me in. And so I get in there. The first person, um... I see is, so I see Leva and the, oh, I had a call Leva. That's right. I had a message Leva. I was like, they won't let me in. Um, so I messaged Leva. And then when I got in there, um, I met Sunny. Sunny was one of the first people I met and I met Naya. So um, Nyla was in there and I like, you know, changed and I went out there and the person training their women is Dustin Rhodes. And yep. of course my little eyes go, Oh, <laughs> this is Dustin Rhodes. Yep. <laughs> and um, I'm not very good at training. I'm better like in front of a crowd. Like as soon as the lights hit, my music hits, I like switch into this totally different person. Um, but in training, I mess up a lot. I'm a goofball. I'm very like reserved. I don't let out my full persona. We got to start timing. We got to start timing when her Wi-Fi goes out. We can time it perfectly. It'll come back. There it is. I think I heard it. Is she back? Ah, uh, am I yeah. back? I'm yes, back. You're back. Great. You were okay. saying you were saying um 
you know, you let out your persona. Uh, you, you, you goof around and well, not goof around, but you're, you're, yeah, better, you're better like, in game time than you are at practice. Yes, I am. I like hold back, you know, uh, who I am at practice. And so Dustin was like, Oh, why don't you try this? Why don't you do this? And he's like, it's okay. You can relax. And, I mean, this is Dustin yeah, Rhodes, right. okay? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, okay. You know, but I never thought I was going to get a match. Right. Like, I didn't think anything. And then um, Big Swole comes up to me and she's like, oh, yeah, we have a match together. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. I have a match. I have a match. Ooh. And, like, Ricky Stark, yeah, Ricky Stark showed up. Um, a few other people, like, uh, some people from where I trained at were there as extras, you know, just like hanging out really cool. So it was, it was really weird. Cause I didn't expect to do anything right. like, right. I just thought it was going to be like WWE, like squash, right. like no problem. Right. And then um, I was super nervous too. And I have this thing before I go out, I'm always like, Oh crap, I forgot everything, right? <laughs> I always like and it spooks the crap out of people, but I don't know why I say it, but every if I don't say it, then my match goes to shit. But whenever I do say it, my matches go really really well. Yeah. So, um it like I got dressed, um I went up. They're like, "Okay, you got to walk up here." And I walked up the little tunnel and they're like hey i'm gonna count you down and i was so nervous i was like oh my gosh i'm getting nervous i think i forgot everything and the guy goes he said one as soon as i said it and he goes and i just started walking out right (laughs) he was like what the heck anyways it was great it was wonderful like just i felt very much at home it felt like mexico for me um in Mexico, they build arenas for Lucha Libre, and they are huge. Some of them are enormous. So it felt very normal to have, like, that crowd. And also, I tune people out. Like, it's a sea, right? right? So I can hear them, but somehow I just tune them out. Like, I have massive state. Massive. Wow. I have <laughs> massive stage fright i also have a speech impediment Uh, (laughs) but i I have massive yeah i have massive stage fright most people don't know this um but yeah like if i actually focus on the crowd i'll like uh recluse is that what it's called i'll like stop and just like come back into myself i don't i don't know what the road the word is see i have a speech impediment that's all right So, like, that's that is how I got connected with AEW. So, after my match, I was invited to go um, out and eat with them. So, I went and ate with them, and Tony was there, Cody Rhodes was there, um, a bunch of people that worked for them were there. And they were like, your match was great. That was so awesome. And Cody said, um, you need to come do double or nothing for us. And I was like, yes, absolutely. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Well, yes. Duh. Who's going to say, like, really, is somebody going to be like, "Mm, no, I don't think so. No one's going to do that. Who can say 
that. No one, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll be there. I was like, you know, they're actually having kind of, uh, you know how WrestleMania, they do WrestleCon? Yep. So I was like, they're having something very similar to that for Double or Nothing in Vegas. I'm already booked at a few shows there that weekend anyways. And they were like, oh my God, that's so cool. I was like, yeah, it's like, you know, people love the AEW, like whole motif, the style you guys are going with, like the vibe and everything. I'm like, people love it. So then I was so excited. I had all my bookings lined up along with so many other wrestlers and then COVID-19 yeah. hit yeah. and everything was canceled. Yeah. Right. Um, but then I got a call or not a, a phone call, but an email asking me to come to Jacksonville for 14 days for double or nothing. Nice. And I was like, yes, yeah, I will be there. So, um, how to get tested. I went, um, went out there, um, hung out with them again. Didn't think I was going to get a match. Uh, I practiced with them and everything. And it was the second to the last day there. And it was a Wednesday and they were doing dynamite. And I was like, oh, great. I'm just going to wear this really cool dress on here. No problem. And then, um, they say, oh, you have a match today. And I was like, oh, cool. Same thing. It's like a dart. Yeah. What I did was swole. They're like, no, no, no. You're wrestling Sheeta. <laughs> I was like, what? So Sheeta had just won the belt yeah. from yep. Nyla. Yep. Right? Yeah. So I was like, I was the first woman wrestler, first wrestler yes. to wrestle Sheeta after she won the belt. Um, so that was super, super cool. It was so awesome. Um, she was, even though she speaks mainly Japanese, she does know some English, not a whole lot, but some, yeah. it was, it was easy. It was almost like uh, people say a lot that wrestling is its own language. Yeah. And if you know wrestling and the feel of wrestling, you don't ever need a translator. You guys can wrestle each other. Right. And that's legit what it was wrestling Sheeta. Like I heard uh, some people put out that like Thunder Rosa and Sheeta needed a translator. And I was like, how is that possible? This wow. woman is like so easy to work with. Like, um, I don't get it. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. And then the next day they did, um, the, the, and then we all went home and then we did the dynamite, the dark, right. We did yeah. dark. Um, and they said, okay, well, you're going to wrestle Kylan and um, I won. And it was like, wow, okay, these people like actually believe in me. Um, Kenny Omega came up to me actually and he was like, you are phenomenal. You are an amazing wrestler. You are like right where you're supposed to be. You're going to be a star and wherever you go, like you're going to be an amazing, like a great star and I'm sitting here like yeah I want to go here like just <laughs> get me here right like anyone like come on um 
so that was that was really cool it was great and then they brought me out a couple other times um never had any other matches on there um and then yeah and that was it and then they you know they just brought out other girls and stuff which was really cool because I got to see a lot of girls that I have wrestled or have traveled with um out there so Heather Monroe got to do um quite a bit of extra work for them you know Thunder Rosa obviously was there Ivelisse like so happy for her that she signed now um and she's there uh, Diamante, you know, just these great, and Ty Conti's there, like, so yeah. happy for her, um, so it's really exciting. Yeah, um, and I, I think, like you said, you felt at home there, and I, I think you, you actually, I saw the Sheeta match, uh, it was, it was, uh, amazing, and the, the fact that you said you fit in, I think you got a good story, too, uh, you're from Brazil, uh, you you can you can do the whole you you can you know walk the line of of reality of of you know you're an immigrant over here who sacrificed everything to get their 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 dreams and uh, I think it was Jr mentioned um, give a shout out to your mom on that on yeah. uh, one of those things and uh, I mean that had to feel good right. Well, I couldn't hear Jr. Well, <laughs> so when you're wrestling, you can't hear them. But after, but like, yeah. So that was the first time my yeah. family has ever seen me wrestle. Like, wow. Ever. And my mom was just like crying and everyone's like, oh my gosh, he put her mom over. <laughs> so I heard all of this after and I yeah. like, I have this ongoing joke, like JR is my best friend now. He doesn't know it, but he is. <laughs> um, he like, my mom is such an incredible woman. Yeah. Um, she came to America with four little kids, you mm. know, I mean, we weren't that little, but like she came here as a single parent yeah. and you know, she beat the odds and she definitely, um, taught us that anything you want, you just have to go after it. Right. And yeah. there are going to be hundreds of people that are going to try to prevent you and are going to knock you down and you just have to keep going. Like she's like, and you may not be able, you may think that this is where you should be, but it really isn't where you should be. Maybe you should be somewhere else, right. you know, but she was like, it was crazy. Cause my fam, my whole family was like, Oh my gosh, you're actually good. Like my <laughs> brothers that always told me you should just quit wrestling, quit wrestling, you know, Shame get married, that. be a stay at home. Well, we're Italian Brazilian. Right. So they're very like a woman stays home, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, they were like, you should just stay home and like, you know, live that white picket fence life. And I was like, no, I really want to do this. And my mom was like, you know, you should just do it. You should just go after it. Um, my mom was a champion uh, beach volleyball player when she was younger. And when she came to America, that's how she paid for her school. She played volleyball um, at colleges and they gave her scholarships so she could get her doctorate degree. Um, she's a doctor yeah. now. Um, but she, um, but yeah, she's like, it got to a point where I had to set my priorities. Like, do I want to be a world class Olympian athlete with four kids and 
struggling to keep my grades up in medical school and like people that do go to medical school or um, any type of school with kids that don't have that much support know it's it's hard to keep your grades up when you need that consistent grade point average so yep. she said one of the hardest things she ever had to do in her life was say goodbye to her dream oh. so she could get her degree and support us so she was like i'm and now i'm gonna cry um she was just like i'm really happy that i can support you and help you accomplish your dream so it's it's um yeah it's yeah. crazy but yeah my mom is like it's really hard to live up to my mom's standards. I tell everyone that. So everyone in my family has some type of PhD, whether it's in mathematics, business. Um, my younger brother is a dentist. He's also a professional beach volleyball player. Wow. And yeah, and then my mom is the doctor, right? And she was a champion volleyball player. But um, I am none of those things. <laughs> I am a professional wrestler. <laughs> So whenever we go places, my mom's always like, <laughs> doctor, doctor so-and-so. And then my, my daughter, doctor so-and-so, my son, doctor so-and-so, my other son, doctor so-and-so. And then my daughter and the, uh, the person always goes, let me guess, doctor. And she goes, oh, no, she's just a professional wrestler. I'm like, thanks, mom. Thank you. Hi. Yeah, that's me. Hello. Uh, um, so. One of the, the big things I took, your mom is an amazing, amazing individual, and, and you just presented her in, in the greatest light ever. Um, I'm a father of three daughters, and something that struck out to me was uh, she went to bat for you. Uh, you played uh, football with the boys. You uh, were on the wrestling team. I hear uh, you. You're going to have to say it. Oh, sorry. You're going to have to say all oh, that again. I, I will. I will say it again. Um, okay. I may, I don't know where I got cut off, but that's okay. Uh, uh, you said your mother is an amazing woman yes. and that's where I lost you. Your mother is an amazing woman. You painted her in the greatest of lights possible. Uh, I, what I took away from it was, um, I'm a father of three daughters and the fact that your mom went to bat for you uh, to play, to, to break down those barriers, those gender barriers. You played football, you were on the yeah. wrestling team. Um, you were, you probably could have been on the baseball team. Uh, no, 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 no. They wouldn't let me. <laughs> my mom had the check, right? Dude, my mom had the check oh. and I did the tryout, man. I hit better. I caught better. I threw better. I practiced with my older brother who threw baseballs at my body because he told me I could not be afraid of the ball if I wanted to play baseball. And dumbass me, I totally believed him. And so I was like, yep, go ahead. Just hit me. No padding. No problem. Yeah. But my mom sat there, handed him the check, right? So I could do it. And it wasn't cheap. She told me it was like $400. Yeah. And I was like, and especially for a single woman right. going to school, taking care of four kids and stuff. And I did everything. And um, there were a few coaches that were like, we want her on our team. We want her on our team. And this guy comes up to, and he was in a suit, of course. There goes her Wi-Fi. Oh, just when it gets so good. Oh, well, 
Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait. Anything? There. No. Yes. Uh, there it is. There it is. Okay. Go ahead. There it is. He was in a suit. So, he was in a suit. We're getting good at this. He was. Okay. <laughs> he was in a suit and um, he handed my mom the check. And he said, a woman will never play baseball. And there is yet to be a woman. There is yet, though, to be a woman play baseball. Yeah, that's true. Have you seen a woman on a baseball team yet? No, No. but, but, uh, I, being the father of three daughters now, um, I have denounced baseball. Uh, I love softball. I coach softball. Um, and I think softball is actually a better sport. And I don't think there will ever be a man that can play softball. Just going to throw Why? that. Why? Uh, I don't think they, I don't think they, 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 they'll, uh, maybe if you start them young, you can, but to take a boy who always thinks this is pitching, this is pitching overhand, overhand uh-huh. to then convert to softball where they got to see the pitch coming like this, um, will be challenging. I think it's an ego thing. Uh, probably. Because I think people, our society has labeled softball as a girl's sport. That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, We've had, we had a, uh, we had a girl that just came onto our travel team this year and uh, she had been playing, you know, little league with boys little league, but she trans, I mean, there was no, there was no different. There's nothing different. It's all the same. Anyway. Yeah. We could talk sports all day. Um, Right. Right, exactly. Um, but you've been, I mean, we talked about your WWE tryout and we talked about your AW and you've been all over uh, the world and uh, we can discuss all that. Uh, I, I like to leave things on the table so we can have things to talk about. But what I do want to ask you is you have been all over the world. So where, and I think you already said it earlier in the show, uh, where do you like to perform? Where do you like to wrestle best? U.S., Mexico, Japan? Mexico. Mexico, yeah. You said it earlier. I love. And why is that? I, I, well, I don't know if it's because it's really hard, right? Mm. After I did that dark match before COVID in that arena with everyone, it reminded me so much of Mexico. Yeah, you said that. Um, the energy. And I think that's the biggest thing is. There is smaller crowds in America don't have the energy of a larger crowd, right? Um, and in Mexico, the crowd, excuse me, the crowds are huge. They are enormous. Like, I in Mexico, I have wrestled in front of people of like 100 or 200 but they make yeah. it sound like it's a crowd of 500 in America. I bet. It's so it's like the energy difference is huge. So that's why I love wrestling in Mexico is because of that energy. However, like when I wrestled in like for AEW at the um at that arena with all those people in there, it felt like home. I felt like I was back in Mexico wrestling for the crash in Tijuana with all those people or Mexico city or Monterey. Right. I felt like I was back in Mexico 
with all of that energy. So I, you know, maybe it's not Mexico. Maybe I just love to wrestle wherever the energy is really, really good. Yeah. That's like, I love that. It makes me feel calm. It makes me feel like this is, this is where I belong. This is where I'm at. Like, this is home, you know? Um, and yeah, and, uh, I can get that feeling too. Like I, I play a lot of sports and I, I, the energy definitely feed off the energy. I've never wrestled, but I can relate. Um, I want to go back to, to something about AEW. Uh, you had those matches, the, the, the big one with Sheeta, uh, the ones on dark, all that you come back through the curtain, uh, you know, past gorilla and whatnot. Um, are you getting, there's this fruit fly that's been hanging around the studio for days. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, is it all praise or are do you get your fair share of constructive criticism? Um, it was quite interesting because I didn't get that. And I always kept asking, okay, well, what did I do wrong? Okay. And it was always nothing. Interesting. And I'm like, I, wait, I can go back and watch my match and I can tell you a thousand things I did wrong. And they were like, we don't see it. Um, I, they were very like, they were very, very, um, complimentary. Is that the right word? Yeah. Sorry, I'm a foreigner. I don't <laughs> I don't know which that, words to use sometimes. <laughs> that I think that's the right word. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. Um there was one spot that I did uh that they were like, Oh, for a slight minute we saw like hesitation. And they're like, but that's like a slight minute. Huh. Like people that have been wrestling for twenty years do that too. And I was like, Okay. Um but yeah, it was, I, I got a lot of praise, um, a lot, a whole lot of praise, nothing negative. Hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, so I don't, but I always was like, okay, well, what did I do? Help me, give me one thing that I can work on. And they're all, right. uh, maybe like, you know, that, that slight minute of hesitation, but that was it. That happens to everyone. Huh. I'm like, oh, okay. You know? So that, um, yeah, like, do you think they, I don't know. Do you think they felt like, uh, you didn't want to hear that? Like, like, I mean, if it was me, I would want to know what I can work on for the next time. Absolutely. Because there's always something. Yes. I agree with you. (laughs) There's always something. But that's the thing in wrestling, it's very subjective, mm-hmm. that's right? True. Yeah. So, what you get from one person, somebody else won't agree with. A hundred percent, they won't. Right. Right. No one agrees. Uh, so, re- because wrestling is so subjective, like they don't always agree with certain things, right? Even like what you call certain moves there's you know three or four different ways to call almost well not every move but a lot of moves you know so like and some people say no this is the right way or this is the right way so i think it depends who you talk to 
right? Uh, but I did ask, like, I asked people that I look up to in wrestling. So Chris Jericho, right? Who doesn't love Chris Jericho? I mean, you can hate him, but secretly you love him because he's great. Yes. Okay. He draws that emotion from you. Like back in his um, days when he did the whole like Lionheart thing, like homeboy was awesome. You know, CMLL, Japan, like wherever he went, he drew it. And then when they let him talk, oh, it boy. was like gold. <laughs> Solid Dude, gold. It was, yeah. Game over yep. for everyone. You know, uh, Ricky Starks is actually following that lead right now. So, which is great. Um, yep. But like, definitely he, uh, he was somebody I went to a lot and talked to and he would just tell me the same thing. He's like, I think your matches are great. And I would tell him like where I thought I needed to work on. And he would look at me and he'd give me the Jericho look and he'd go, yeah, I don't see that. I'm <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, whatever. If Chris Jericho says he doesn't see it, then whatever, right? I'd ask Tony Khan and Tony is like, no, it was great. I loved it, right? Yeah. Kenny Omega, like he liked it. Um, and then Dustin Rhodes was another one I would ask. And he also liked it, Jerry Lynn. So I had like my group of people I always went to, right? Of course, I'm always going to ask Tony because Tony's the boss, yeah. right? I want to make sure the boss is happy, right? Um, then you're going to ask, you know, Kenny's in charge of the women. So of course you're going to ask him, but not only am I going to ask him, I personally like Kenny's style, right? Yeah. I Oh, we lost you. Just pause in your Kenny style. We're getting good at this. We're getting good at the Wi-Fi inter interruption. Let's hold tight. Wait for the Wi-Fi to come back. Get back to Kenny's style. Here, I'm putting you over. There, you're back. I Thank think. you. Sorry. It's yes. okay. It's the Wi-Fi. The imposter hits again, oh, man. Oh, damn among us. Uh. Oh, look. It hit us. Look, we talked bad about it, and it comes again. I don't know. There you are. Now you're back. Well, All it's right. more entertaining than retribution, so we're okay. That's a good point. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm so sorry, you guys. No, it's fine. Don't worry right. about it. That's what makes so the show my fun. my Wi-Fi is terrible. But yeah, like, so I have my core group of people that I always go to because somebody gave me some great advice. I used to go and ask everyone, everyone about my matches, even people that never wrestled but were fans for a really long time. I would ask everyone and they said, what good is asking everyone right. if you don't really value their opinion? I'm like, well, I do value their opinion because they watch it. They're like, but do you want to be like them? I'm like, well, no, of course not. Like there are these certain group of people that I think that are phenomenal and I look up to they're like, and that is the only advice you should take is from those people, right? And I was like, that is such great advice. They're like, because then their advice doesn't matter if you're asking everyone else. I'm like, oh, you're true. You're right. So yes, I have my core group of people. And luckily, I became really good friends with these people. So now when I have matches, I just send it to them. I'll upload it onto YouTube, make it private, and send it to them and get their opinion and advice about it. And most of the time, it's just 
the same thing. Oh, that was really good. I'm like, that's not <laughs> like, right. come on here, you know? So, but every now and then they'll be like, uh, there was a lot of hesitation here. Like, I feel like you were off on this match. You know, they'll just be like, I think you had a bad day. So, cause everyone has bad days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were definitely, they were, uh, They've always definitely been super cool, super nice to me. It, it's great. Um, yeah, Jericho put over my wrist lock. So <laughs> of I course he did. I'm like, that's going to be my finisher. I actually wrestled at a Fozzie show for him before I ever wrestled at AEW. Wow. Um, so Fozzie came, to, um, Fozzie came to San Antonio, and I was like, ooh, if Jericho sees me, maybe I'll get a shot, right? That's what I'm thinking because it's yeah, wrestler mentality. But, I mean, I should have known better because he has to prep for his show. He's doing autograph signings. You know, this dude's super, super famous, like, in wrestling and out of wrestling. He's, like, a god, right? He's the GOAT. He is the GOAT. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go out there and do my thing. So I went out there, did my thing, whatever, put her in this wrist lock. And then I twisted it and wrist locked it again. And um, I get this text. And then uh, the, the matches are done. The wrestling's done. And the music starts. And I'm, like, rocking out, right? Because... I love concerts and I love music and I like dancing and everyone else is just like the other wrestlers that were on the show were just like, yeah, okay. I'm like, don't you like this kind of music? They're like, yeah, we love it. We're just tired. I'm like, this is Chris Jericho. How many times are you going to see this dude up here within feet of you? Like we were so close to him so close to him like his sweat was flying on us it was it was like <laughs> it was so cool yeah. it was the cool one of the coolest experiences i've ever had but it was awesome and then after i i'm like helping tear down the ring right we're loading the ring up on the truck i get a text and it's a, it's actually a DM on Twitter and it says Jericho. Right. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, it's a fake account, whatever. And so I'm like, uh-huh, sure. This is Jericho. Actually, I still have this text. I screenshotted it. I would have so too. Excited. I totally oh, would have like, done the same oh! thing. <laughs> it's Jericho. Oh my God. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> but I literally like. I screenshotted it and then I wrote bullshit. (laughs) I'm like, listen, I already had Triple H slide into my DMs that I know. I'm all, this is a fake account. This is a troll. You can't get me. But if by chance this is really Chris Jericho, then you'll come and meet me down by the wrestling ring in like 30 minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. No answer, whatever. I'm like, fine, it's not him. Put everything away. And then here comes Chris Jericho. Holy shit. 30 minutes later with his cup, right? His cup. And he does the Jericho walk. Does everyone know the Jericho walk? I'm going to do the Jericho yeah. walk. I'm going to put my head Yeah, go ahead. Do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. <laughs> Let me do the Jericho walk. 
He walks like a badass. Okay. He walks like his shit don't speak. Like, there is no one better than him, which he's right. But that's how he walks. Oh, God. That is literally how, like, every Canadian man walks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is? I didn't know that. I just thought it was how Jericho walked. I was like, wow, he walks like a badass. He walks like his shit don't speak. Damn, this like, you just did that, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's that's how my husband walks around when he's like drinking with people." <laughs> I want to be Canadian. Oh, hold on, too. I have a solo cup. I have a solo cup. Let me show you with the cup. Oh uh, yes, this would be much better. Then maybe Canadian men know their shit don't stink and they walk like oh, they own the joint, man. man. Because, wow. but yeah, so he comes walking out and I was like, this has to be a coincidence. Like, there is no way <laughs> Chris Jericho just slid into my DMs and said, great match. Like, no way this is a coincidence, right? And then uh, he came out there. I walked up to him. I'm all, hey, my name's Christy exchange real names uh you know because that's what you do mm-hmm. with like the goat i guess i don't know actually let me tell you something i don't know what you really do i was so <laughs> nervous i was just like uh, uh uh and then everyone it was weird right because like i was talking to him and then everyone that was wrestling at the show like just pushed past me and was like talking to him and stuff and i'm like Oh, okay, well, that was that was nice. I, I look cool for two seconds. And then here comes Chris. He's like, hey, yeah, man, cool. Excuse me. Hey, Christy. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, hi, hi. Oh, oh this is Chris. Hey. But it was like, he was a super normal person like very genuine right like he saw through everyone's bullshit and it was just like yeah okay cool like whatever right um but after like I asked him I was like yeah it was weird because they asked me to do the show and they told me like it was um you know they couldn't pay me a whole lot so I said yes Mm -hmm. because I thought like if you, I'm, I'm a very honest person and this is my downfall in wrestling because I'm so honest. Sometimes I'm brutally honest. Right. And I was like, so I just thought like, yeah, well, it's a Fozzie concert and everyone knows Chris Jericho's a lead singer. And I was like, and maybe if he saw me on there, then maybe he'd like, you know, get me signed. (laughs) And I literally said that. (laughs) And he goes, and he goes, that was smart. He's like, I did see your match. I was like, yes. Yes. Okay. I was like, cool. I'm all, so what'd you think? Right. And he goes, your wrist lock is great. And I'm like, I did a lion salt, a top rope moon salt. I did the Phoenix. Oh. I even did the Owen Hart walk up, sit down, booty bump, and I even did, you know, the the freaking flying knee. I'm yeah. like, how that? I'm all really the wrist lock, <laughs> and I did. I named everything I did in my match, 
And after, like, just like I explained it to you just now, mm-hmm. with that enthusiasm, everything, oh. like I said, I'm brutally honest. That's and awesome. then I go, so really, the wrist lock. <laughs> and he goes, and he starts laughing. And he goes, you don't know how hard it is to find a really good wrist lock these days. I'm like, <laughs> that's a t-shirt. Is this a, is this what's going down? Is this what's happening now? It's, I'm a wrist lock queen. I'm like, great. I'm changing my finisher. Wrist locks there you all go. around. Yeah, make Just someone some that. Oh, man. Nothing else. Wrist lock. You know what? Uh, Just, ooh. Yeah. That's it. Man. I tap. That's it. Yeah. I'm seriously tomorrow. I have SWE Fury and I am going to go and do a wrist lock for my finisher. Screw everything else. Y'all flippy shit is dead. There it's you go. Done. You heard it. Oh, but I do have another great story. Oh, if you guys want to hear it. I would love to hear it. Dude. I am so full of stories. That's, that's like my comfort zone. I'm like a nice glass of Cabernet fire going. Let's tell stories. Like, and I love hearing wrestling stories and Chris has the best wrestling stories. I mean, he's been wrestling for 30 years, but he has some of the best wrestling stories. So, um, (laughs) when I got my match with swole, right. Uh, I'm sitting here like talking to some other other guys backstage and he goes, Hey, yeah, she's got a mean wrist lock. <laughs> I was like, what are you serious? Like the wrist lock, you're going to bring up the wrist lock. I don't want to do a wrist lock in this match. <laughs> but yeah, I did a wrist lock in the match uh-huh. because of him. But then my match against Sheeta, um, I was like, uh, I'm going to do a lion salt. And everyone was like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. And I'm like, why? It's like my repertoire. And I don't look at wrestling as like, it's their move and their move and their move, but it's a big thing. Right. right. Yep. So I was just like, okay. And they were like, so you can't do it. It's Chris's. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just ask them. And they go, no, you can't ask Chris Jericho. I'm like, why not? Like, why not? Right. Why can't I ask him? No reason you can't and ask they were him. Like, they go, he's not going to let you do it. I'm like, okay, well, if he doesn't let me do it, I'm like, then I'll just do like my top rope moonsault. Like, no problem, right? So mm-hmm. then I walk up. To Chris. Chris is, and I didn't even know this. He's sitting here watching me the whole time in training, right? And I walk up there and I go, hey, can I ask you for some advice? And he's like, yeah. He goes, don't fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm all, thanks. I, I appreciate that. I'm all, um, I know the lion saw is your finisher. And he goes, that's mine. That's my move. And I'm like, I, I get that. I'm like, but, I mean, you have seen me do it. I do it. He's all, you do do a very nice one. I'm like, can I use it? And he goes, just you. I'm like, oh, shit. Chris Jericho just gave me his finisher. Serious now. I was like, whoo. So everyone that goes out there and be like, you can't do the lion salt. I have permission from Chris to do the lion salt. You do. So, yes. And it's. And it's interesting because if you watch the way he does it and the way I do it, we do it almost identical to one another. So it's like, they're both very pretty. 
Um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. So I, I walked back down there and I'm all, he said, yes. And everyone <laughs> just looks at me like, you dumbass, you ask, actually asked him. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, you can't get an answer unless you ask. And if exactly. the answer was no, it's fine. Like I would have, I'm okay hearing no, right. Yeah. I can, I can find another way to get to the yes. Uh, <laughs> like I'll find a way to the yes. Um, so yeah, but it was like, it, he's just like really, really cool person, like super down to earth, cool person. Um, yeah, awesome. sorry. No, it's, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal story. Um, you mentioned, uh, something earlier s i want i want to say swv but that's dating myself s where where can we see you what'd you say you had a match tomorrow is swe fury um yeah so it is tomorrow is in dallas texas Mm -hmm. uh at los cantinas and um animal from road warriors uh joe He actually passed away and it was very, he was him, Boogeyman and um, James Beard. A few other people have been spearheading SWE Fury for a while. Uh, But when I met him for the very first time, he, he wasn't very warm with me. And then I did my match and I was just like, oh, maybe that's just how he is because like old timer, right? But I'm always very, I'm very in your face also. I'm very like, hi, I'm here, (laughs) right? I'm loud, I'm obnoxious, Um, I'm very honest, like brutally honest. But I did my match and everything and I was joking around with him and he was very like, Right. And then I cracked a joke that at first I was like, this is, that was super inappropriate. I, people are going to hate me. He's definitely never going to, he's going to cancel me and never bring me back. Uh, So I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if you and I did like tag teaming and you wore my feathers and I wore your shoulder pads. And I just sat there and stared at him like dead ass just sat there waiting to see if he'd laugh and he didn't say anything and I went okay and I turn around walk away and then somebody else came up to me and they're like are you trying to get him to wear your feathers I'm like it's a great idea ma'am like he wears shoulder pads I have something similar to shoulder pads it would be hilarious if he wore it and I wore it and I'm super excited and here comes him you know, Joe, and he's just like, and then he's right behind me and he, and I turn and I'm like, Hey, don't you think it's a great idea? And he starts smiling and he goes, I do look good in green. I'm like, yeah, you do. I knew it. I knew it. I'm like, you broke. We are tag team partners for life now. And then it was funny. He started like joking around with me, but then, um, it was interesting because I was talking to a lot of his good friends after, uh, like I wanted to get a picture with him also. This is also very important. People should know this. Like whenever you see someone that you want to have a picture with, but you don't want to look like a Mark or you don't want to bother them, take the picture, Yeah. take the picture. You never know when the last time is you're going to see him. So 
I saw him again after that and like uh but I still didn't get a picture with him and like the ongoing joke was he was gonna wear my feathers and I was gonna wear his shoulder pads right like it was great but then um he passed away and I'm not always on social media so I found out at like four o'clock in the afternoon every the whole mm, world already yeah. knew by then right yeah. and there's the big group chat for swe fury for everyone that's booked on the show like most promotions um you know for like call times and anything important that they need to let you know and i wrote in there i said is this the same animal that oh. Like I yeah. was just joking around with, I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, so sorry, you guys, but I'm not on Twitter. Like it's, I, I right. literally just saw this. Right. And then I get a private message from um, somebody that's really close to his family. And he goes, he's like, it's well, everyone started messaging, commenting. They were like, no, 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 it's okay. We were all like shocked as you are. Cause no one knew like mm -hmm. anything, you know, he was, he was fine. Like he was just hanging out. Yeah. Like he was at his anniversary. Like it was, there's nothing wrong. Like it came out of nowhere. Um, but then I got a private message for somebody that was super close, actually was going out to hang out with him and his wife. Um, the, the day after, right. Um, that he passed away, but he, um, he messages me and he was like, you know, Joe always said, that there was something special about you and that you have the it factor and you need to like you need to be pushed and you need to get signed somewhere he believed in you like probably more than anyone else and i was like he never said anything to me he's like he thought you were an amazing wrestler from the first time he saw you i was like wow like and, but he never said that to me, right? Yeah. Like ever. And it was crazy because then I just started crying. It was like, it's, it's just nuts like to think about. So if you guys see somebody or, you know, meet like people that you've been dying to meet or dying to work, like definitely take those pictures, say those last I love you's because yeah. it goes away that quick. Yeah. Like, super quick but tomorrow um if you guys do tune in it is on live tv Ooh. you don't need to purchase it like you know how you need to purchase like you need to have like time warner right. or comcast or something like that to watch AEW. um this you don't it's local tv you can just google swe fury it'll give you all the different channels it's on across i think it's only in the united states sorry you know if you're in canada but i don't know maybe there is something in canada i don't know if they're streaming live or what but um his wife will be there with his shoulder pads and they're going to do a little um ceremony for him because uh swe fury was something he was super extremely yeah. involved with and he believed in it a lot awesome awesome um well christy with that being said uh i think we'll wrap up the show i think what we do uh at the end of every show i've left a lot on the table because you're phenomenal and if i leave a lot on the table i have a lot more uh we can bring you back and and have a lot you're, you're a mate i'm gonna speak for vanessa 
you <laughs> may be one of our favorite shows ever. Right, Vanessa? <laughs> Thank sure. you. Right? Um, but at the end of every show, what I like to do is is hand, you know, the proverbial mic. Uh, proverbial. That's the right word. Yeah. Proverbial <laughs> mic to you. Uh, you can put yourself over. You can put anything. You can say anything you want. You can You can bury someone. You can do whatever you want. I will not interrupt. The floor is yours. Oh, okay, so cut a promo. Um, well, let me cut my promo on Amazon. Listen, Amazon. I ordered my green screen and the black screen last week, and you sent me an email, and you said it was running late, and it would be delivered on Monday. It never got delivered on Monday, and I never got an email. But you know what? You redeemed yourself because it was delivered today. But then you unredeemed yourself because it didn't come with the posts. <laughs> so now I got to get a staple gun and staple it. <laughs> <laughs> My headsets are falling off. I'm so angry. I have to staple it over my window oh. so I can do my Twitch stream, my meditations in the morning. And the meditation didn't work today because I was so angry. I concentrate on my breathing. Breathe. Right. Well done. Thank you. All right. Oh. So anyways, everyone, you can all follow me. It's Christy James Christ. With an I at the end, J-A-Y-N-E-S. I totally messed up my hair cutting that promo on Amazon. (laughs) Anyways, so yeah, I do workouts in the morning on Twitch, and then I follow it up with a meditation. And if you guys saw my stream this morning, all I did was rant about Amazon and how they blame everything on COVID, even though everything's open now. Exactly. (laughs) Everything's open. And that's how they're like, oh, you can't get it. You have you have Amazon Prime. You're not getting it in, in overnight because of COVID. You're not getting this. It's not happening. Everything is open. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, bring it. I'm I'm going out and about. I want my Amazon shit. Let's go, Good dude. Grief. I am telling you, conspiracy. And my hair's all messed up. Gimmick. All right. Christy, Anyways, yes, thank you phenomenal. guys so much for you, having yes, me. Yes, you can come on anytime, Wi-Fi and all. Ugh, it's the sus. <laughs> it's the sus. Well done. Uh, have yourself a great night. Thanks for giving us your time, and uh, we'll see Thanks you around. You guys. Yes, of course. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was great. Uh, this guy's called the Standing Streamer. <laughs>